0: Amen, amen. Hey, we're going to get an opportunity to let the uh, young people uh, go back to uh, children's church. We've got them, and uh, uh, we we also got uh, Abby and and, and Livy and and uh, uh, Katie and Lindsay. They they're going to help with the nursery as well from time to time. So if you say, "Well, I'd help in the nursery, but I can't pick anybody up," we got somebody that can help pick them up. So they're going to help do that. Uh, you might have to stand on a chair and look at Lindsay in the eye, but other than that, she, can, she I've watched her grow up from, you know, she's getting tall and pretty, I tell you. She's looking like her mama. That's good. We appreciate it. Open your Bibles to Jude chapter, uh, well, there's only one chapter. I'll put chapter 1, but go to Jude, one, uh, Jude in verse 20. Uh, Let's look at verse 21, Jude verse 21, 22, and 23. Stand with me when you find it. If you're having trouble finding Jude, it's a very small book. It's a book that's that's uh, right before you get to Revelations. uh, Three John Jude and Revelation, and uh, uh, Jude uh, was a half brother of Jesus Christ. Half brothers. Jude wrote uh, to people uh, about. uh, well, let's just look what he's talking about in here, about making a difference in lives. In verse 21, he says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Now, keep when you keep yourself, why do you keep yourself in the love of God? What's the purpose? Guard. Guard yourself. He said, guard yourself. Uh, protect the love of God. You know what the problem is today? The problem is most of us don't protect the love of God. We take love of God, the grace, the mercy, all that for granted, but we don't protect it. Uh, we just we just take it for granted. He said, "Keep guard yourself in the love of God." He said, "Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ on eternal life." There's not a one of us to deserve eternal life. Those that's got it, those that don't, don't deserve it. It's just. But I thank God, as Frank's saying, "The old man is dead." I'm thank God that the old man is dead and still dying. Uh, for me, now some of you have already reached it, but for me. still dying. The old man's still dying. Some of you in churches, people in churches today are dead. They just don't know it. They're still breathing. They don't realize they already died. You see, in verse 22, And some have compassion making a difference. We want to make a difference in people's life. I talked to you last week about hope, uh, my hopes for you, and I'll mention that real quickly later. But, But for 2015, but I I want us to make a difference in somebody's life. No, you're going to make a difference in somebody's life. It's either going to be a good difference or it's going to be a bad difference, but you're going to make a difference. Now, if you were to take this down and and analyze this verse, what it's saying is you can't treat everybody exactly like they won't let you. Those of you who's got more than one kid already knows that, don't you? Those of, those of you that have more than just one child know that you can't treat every child the same way. You can't treat every friend the same way. You can't treat everybody the same way. That's what he's saying in making a difference. But we can make a difference. One thing I know we can do, and I'm learning, I want you to grasp it. I can't treat everybody like I'd like to, but I can treat one person like I want to treat all of you. Right? I can make a difference. Look. And others say with fear. Some of them you you, you got to uh, pulling them out of the fire. Some of them you just got to snatch them from hellfire. Some of them you got to scare them with the fear of God. You just got. I mean, some people just don't want it to be dealt with compassion. It's not going to happen. Uh, uh, it, I mean, anybody deals with people, Jim. you deal with people? You know, it does not happen. Hating even the garment that spotted said, "Listen, we gotta we gotta do, take pity on some people, and then others we gotta just hate the garment." Uh, we got—we don't get involved in it. Well, you know, I, I understand why they do this, and I understand. understanding's one thing, but what the Word of God says. If we're going to make a difference in our life, if we're going to get the old man to die, boy, Frank, if you and I had to set that up, we couldn't have set it up any better. I'm telling you, that's, that's the Holy Spirit of God. Isn't it good? And God is good. I'm thankful that the old man, the old, the, the, the old I don't like saying old woman, that, that's, the, the, or old lady, that, that's not a good thing. The old person is dying. How's that? Uh, she's not my old lady. She's not my old woman. She's my bride. She's my sweetheart. I don't call her nothing like that. All right. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ on the eternal life, and some have compassion making a difference. Let's pray. Grace of Heavenly Father, let us make a difference in people's life today. We're going to touch people this year. Lord, we're going to touch people today, this week, this month. Uh, let us make a difference, a positive difference, Lord. If it means snatching them out of the fire, if it means not agreeing with, uh, even though we understand, Lord, we don't have to beat them unmercifully about the head and shoulders, but, Lord, we sure can teach them with compassion and love. We can use that because that, some take compassion, some take fear, Lord, some have to just know and take pity that there is a difference. Lord, we got to, to make a difference in 2015. We will make a difference, either good or bad. Lord, let us make a difference for the good, for Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <coughs> now, I talked to you last week, uh, for those that, that were able to get out, and I realized with the flu and all that kind of stuff, so I talked to you last week about uh, uh, my hopes for you in, in uh, uh, 2015, and, and I made a commitment that we're going to do. My hopes for you, very quickly, I'm not going to go through the whole message last week. You can get it on CD and and, uh, and trust it'll make a difference in your life. First of all, I, 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 I hope and I'm committed to help you find healing for your hurts, past and present, for your hurts, and for your physical hurts and your spiritual hurts. I'm I, I, That's my hope for you. Uh, I hope for you is to teach you, to help you, and give you biblical guidance how to have ownership for your life and for your future. You see, it's time we take ownership and let our kids have ownership for their lives, and it's time that we we take our own ownership, let them have their ownership. uh, We can make a difference. And now our lives are affected by two things. uh, uh, Two things. It's affected, number one, by the decisions we make. You agree? The decisions we make, good or bad, that's God's going to affect our life. The decisions we make, and number two, by our responses to the Word of God, and to what God tells us to do. The decisions we make and the responses we make to the Word of God. That's that's how it's going to follow. So that's I, I'm going to offer you. I'm committed, and I and my hope for you. I'm offering you biblical guidance and directions to help you uh, take ownership of your life. Number two, I want you to take and claim a promise. If, There's some like 30,000 promises in the Word of God. Just grab one. Just grab one promise and hang on to it and claim it for you. God is a keeper of His Word. He's a covenant keeper. He'll not break His Word. Men will break their Word. God will not. God doesn't break. There's a difference between a covenant and a contract. God didn't make a new contract with us. Jesus Christ said, I give you a new testament, a new covenant. A contract has a beginning and ending date, an expiration date. A covenant does not. So uh, my hope for you is your healing over your physical and, and, and spiritual hurts of the past and of the present. is ownership of your life and, and, and uh, by the decisions you make in responding to God. It's by getting a promise of God and keeping it. It's by being an encourager and encouraging other people. And I've made a commitment that I'll, I'll do all I can to equip and to enlighten and encourage you to be an encourager to make a difference in somebody's life, to encourage somebody's life and and the ask my other hopes is that you'll share your faith consistently with somebody. That you'll consistently share your faith with somebody. I've challenged you this year win one person to Christ. One person. We, uh, we if we just get one person, we said it is double. It'll do more than that because that one person knows lost people. Knows lost people and it will make a difference. All right. So today I want to talk to you. We've talked about a new year's resolution on Probably you're, I'm like some of you, we made some. I mean, what was it? 2013, I was going to exercise for an hour every day. 2014, I was going to uh, exercise for 30 minutes every day. 2015, I decided to drive by a gym at least once a day. <laughs> so, I mean, we got to keep it realistic, right? It ain't happening, is it, Frank? You so know, I thought, well, I'll go by, <coughs> drive by a gym and it help. So I want to give you, how can you have a great year of making a difference? Well, you know, there's basically five elements of the process. How do you make a difference in 2015 and planning for making a difference in our lives? There's five elements that we're going to be in. Element number one, we must look back to see where we've been. Now, looking back is not always bad, especially if you're backing up in an automobile. You need to look back. You need to make sure it's clear. But you don't need to stay focused on what happened in the back, what's happened in the past. You know, because if we're not careful, we're going to look back, back up, back out, and, and quit on God. And we don't need to quit on God. We need to keep going for God. <coughs> Excuse me. So we need to look back at what God has done for us or what's happening to us. Our past experience have made us what we are today. We're exactly who we are today. I, I believe I can prove that out if you allow me to. Salvation. How many people can remember what it was like before you got saved? Show of hands. Come on, how many people, be honest, remember what it was like before you got saved? So that remembers, then, if you remember what it was like before you got saved, you remember what it was like not to be saved, don't you? He just sang about it. He just sang about what it's like not to be saved and and told about the old man dying and the old person dying. Listen, salvation makes a difference. When I got saved, I didn't get saved to read the Bible. I didn't get saved to preach the Word. I didn't get saved to witness anybody. I got saved because, I, like I told the class this morning, I wanted to get out of hell free card because I was either going to go to hell, and I knew where I was going to go when I die. I was going to go to hell or go to jail, and I, you know, I wanted out, and so that's what I got saved for, but it began to make a difference in my life. Salvation makes a difference. It begins to change your want to. It begins to change your desires. It changes how you act, how you behave, how you treat others, and some making compassion, uh, uh, making the difference. Some with compassion making the difference. It changes how we treat each other. Salvation makes a difference, doesn't it? If salvation hadn't made a difference in your life, if you're the same old, you didn't get saved. I'm going to tell you point blank. If you know somebody that says they're saved and they're living exactly like they was, they didn't get saved. What they did is they may have say a prayer, they they may have joined the church, they may have got baptized, they may have got, but they, they ain't no difference, because salvation's going to be a difference. It makes a difference in your life. It makes a difference how I treated her, how I treated my daughter. It makes a difference in how I responded to my friends. It made a big difference in my life. My drinking, uh, you know, it, 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 that kind of stuff stopped. Smoking and I mean, I'm telling you what? How about my words that I use? How many still cuss? Oh yeah, see, we slip, don't we? We're just being honest. We slip, we slip, don't we? Yeah, Jim. Ray. There's you weren't the only hand, Jim. I did some others. We do. That's it. We mess up. We mess up. We make mistakes. But you know what? God, by salvation, is there to forgive us. You know, and He gave us a good wife to help us and guide us. You see, we're not perfect. You know, for all the sin to come short of the glory of God. We had just flat missed it. You know, he said, I want you to be like Jesus Christ, and you didn't. Not only that, he knew we couldn't. So he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my son, wrapped in human form, to die on a cross for you. And you know what? There's people out there that need to hear it. There's people out there that need to know it. There's people in here that need to tell it. There's people in here who need to be the voice of God. The Bible's not just a book that needs to be read. It's a book that needs a voice. We need to tell it. Let's tell it in two thousand fifteen. How about supply? Have you ever had a need that you wanted it? You know, we we borrowed four hundred some thousand dollars to remodel and, and build this building and remodel that building. This is a brand new building. It's paid for now and 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 uh we we raised what eighteen thousand something dollars to buy the sign, and and uh, and uh, so many other things have been donated. My goodness, God has blessed us with a supply. We wanted uh, wanted to put projectors in like you're looking at now, and we said, man, I can't do that because uh, we looked at how much they were going to cost, and just for the two front projectors, and we said, well, let's just run the wire, and we'll wait till we get the money to do it. And somebody donated. $7,500 to do the wiring, the, the mount, the, the projector. Somebody donated the computer. Somebody donated the parking stop out there. Somebody donated the front drive-through out front. Somebody's donated the side drive-through that we're building now that was donated. Somebody, it's going to be nice, isn't it, Joyce? Joyce Park's over there a lot. It's going to just come through there, and and we'll have to get somebody to drive your new car for you so you can get out under it, you know. <laughs> and somebody... You know, somebody, everybody is, is done. It. The charity setting in is paid for. God supplies the need. I remember we belonged to a church one time that uh, the pastor challenged us to give a give all Sunday. If I do that, so we'd we'd have to break out the defibrillator. But <coughs> he challenged. Me. He said, "Now look, in ten weeks we're going to have a give it all Sunday. Now you can get involved if you want, or you don't have to. You pray about it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give my whole salary." After, you know, I mean, I got to pay my taxes, but i am giving my salary in. So whatever you make for that week, you give, you're going to give it all if you want to give it all. It's that's a, that's a choice. And we needed to, we were trying to pay off the building. That's what it was for. And so he said, start buying some canned goods. You see, you know, things extra and buy them. So that week you'll, you know, you can kind of make a preparation for it and all that. you still got to have money for gas and money for different odds and ends and things. And Ed and I talked about it, prayed about it, talked about it, and we said, hey, we want to get involved. We want to do that. You know, this is our church. We want to be involved in it. And uh, we needed $9,680 to pay off the church or something. And and, uh, we wanted to be involved in that and have a a part in doing it. And and so we said, we'll give it all. And we didn't know how it was going to go. And so Sunday we wrote a check that we would have got paid. We got paid once a month in the Army, uh, but we figured it out by the week. I, I had it down to the hour one time. Yeah. Richard, you remember them good old days? As a sergeant first class, I made 17 cents an hour. You, that's what your military gets paid. They're getting better than that now, but that, to protect us, that's what we were getting, 17 cents an hour. Edna, Edna about divorced me. She said, I married you for your money. I said, you can have 17 cents, that's what so we gave, and it, it was tight, first day went by, I said, Lord, you're going to have to do something, because uh, we got to have gas money, too, to get back and forth, I mean, we didn't preparation for gas, you know, the, all that, Lord, you're going to, you're going to have to do something, God, I need to hear from you, and then, and then Candace had something in school, and I thought, oh, great, God, why this week, why didn't you do it the week before, or a week later, why not, the, why not, why this week, why did you do that? And uh, the mail came in Monday or Tuesday in an un- unaddressed envelope, open, and you know what was inside of it? I know it, w- it had an address, but it was unsealed. It was unsealed. And you, there was a $100 bill in it. Some people we had loaned money about four or five years ago sent us that money. Didn't send a letter, didn't send nothing. And later that week we got another 100 from who you went to school with. And when I was in Vietnam, she loaned them 100 $100. And that this we're talking in the 70s and 80s. Now I was in Vietnam, 68, and uh, we got a hundred dollars. So God can supply your needs. So hey, it, it doesn't. You can't outgive God. God will take care of you. God will provide. You, you got to trust it. The sad part is many people don't give. i not just our churches a giving church, but in churches today, many Christians don't give. They're afraid to give a dime out of a dollar because they haven't trusted God. It's out of fear. It's not that they don't want to. They're just not sure about trusting that God will supply. But God will supply. If you're going to have a great year and make a difference, you let God supply your needs and make a difference in your life. Listen, safety. Well, I've done some dumb things. Have you ever done some dumb things? Man, I'm telling you, I've, I've done some dumb things, and God's, if it hadn't been for God, i had have been dead. You know, I'm not just talking about in a combat zone. Uh, where God has moved me from one place to another unit, or from one track. One time I was on a track, and as a sixty gunner, and we was getting ready to bust jungle, and 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 uh, the infantry wouldn't walk in front of us because it was so thick. So they, they uh, the C.O. said, "Rick, I want you or Walt to called me." Then and said, "I want you to take all that gun and get on this track over here on the right and gun that one." I said, "Okay, I'll take that one." So he put a gunner on each one, and as we went through that track, I was on hit a grenade. Infantry level high, and 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 it got a guy in the leg that was on a gun where I would have been sitting. You see, God, and I've done some. I've done some dumb things. You know, I, I, uh, you, know, I. You've done some dumb things. Okay, well, I ain't going into long drill yet. Ask Edna; she'll tell you I really did some, uh, you know, stupid things, and uh, you know, watched uh, wonder I ain't electrocuted or. Uh, no wonder I don't have an electrician license, you know. That's why that D.L. or Frank handle it. He's <laughs> Listen, uh, security, God will take care of you. You know what? I know I'm going to go to heaven when I die, not based on all the way I act, not based upon what I think, based upon what I know in the Word of God. I got God's Word. He said, I'll never leave thee, forsake thee. He said, Whosoever believeth in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Hey, how long is everlasting? It's a long time. You know, I was in, in the hospital, what, six, seven months in five different hospitals, and, and, and that's, I thought that was an eternity. That is nothing what salvation is going to be like, right? It's going to be great. So, hey, there's a, there, there we need to realize that we are who we are based on salvation. If you're not different because of your salvation, you need to do a checkup from the heart up and the head down. You need to find out what the problem is. And we'll be glad to help you. And it's okay. You know, there have been many, I, I know pastors' wives that accepted the Lord. I know some pastors accepted the Lord. Uh, I know pastors' children accepted the Lord, deacons' children accept accepted the Lord. But there's no guarantee of salvation. Supply, he'll supply your need. I just give you a, a temporary one time. We were, <coughs> we were in, in Kansas. And uh, we weren't getting paid as it says. things were tough, they were tight, and uh, we we had a need for groceries. We come home and somebody had left two or three, four bags of groceries on our by our front door, you know. God a supply, God God takes care of it. You just trust God, do God's way, you know. Decisions, good or bad, and where our life is determined by those decisions and our responses to God. We need to respond to Him. Safety. And God watches over us, protects us, and gives us. And then we look at security, eternal security. I like it. I know it. You know, it doesn't mean I can live any way I want to. It means I can live his way. Do you ever think about that? I can live his way. You know, when I was in the Army, I had to act the way they told me. And I got married. I found it's wise to act the way she tells you. (laughs) Took me five years to learn being right. is not as important as being happy. (laughs) Listen. Number two, we must look around to see what needs to be done. What needs to be done in our life, in your life? What needs to be done in our church? Where are we going to go? We're going to stop and do exactly what because God's been blessing? Well, we'll just sit back and Listen, you know why God's blessing this church, why God loves this church? Not because it's better than any other church in Hickory County. We're not. We're not any better. He doesn't love any ch- this church anymore, and he loves any church in Hickory County. I, I think it has to do strictly with obedient people giving and responding and praying and doing what God asked them to do. After salvation, there's nothing any more important than a, as God's directions for my life, for your life. That's the most important thing. Listen, we need to learn to go where God directs you to go. Have you ever gotten a car and wanted to go a different direction? You know, if you want to go to Warsaw or Springfield, man, there's what, three, four, five different directions you can go, right? I don't always go the same way. If I go one way, I don't always come back that way. You know why? Because you get ambushed, you go back the same way you do. That's Right, Richard? <laughs> but you go a different direction. Richard said, you go a different direction. Why? Because I like to see different things. But you know what? Sometimes I say, God, how do you want me to go? How do you want me to go? You know, the good thing is there's only one way to get to heaven, to Jesus Christ. said, so said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I've had people say, well, going to heaven's like going to Springfield or Warsaw. You can take two or three different directions. Yeah, but I'm not going to Springfield and Warsaw for eternity. I'm going to heaven for eternity. And there's only one way to get eternal life, and that's through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's it. You don't come unto the Father unless the Father draws you. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life and the door. And no man cometh unto the Father except by me. Listen, say what God wants you to say. I mean, we talk about everything, about the Dallas being in the Super Bowl. And, and that's why Richard wasn't here last week. He was watching them play the... Did they did they win this week or did they play today? They play today against Green Bay. Against Green Bay? Let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Townley said, "Amen." Listen, <laughs> listen. They they eight thousand people to make a difference. Tell <laughs> you yeah. watch the game, man. That that make a difference in someone's life. They shovel snow to watch a football game. What about salvation? What about serving God? Are we willing to do it? Have a great year to make a difference in 2015 we can. Go where God says go. Say what God says to say. Say it with compassion. Say it with love. But say what God says to say. That's most important. And do what God commands us to do. Hey, that's going to make a difference in our lives. God's blessings will follow God's will in his life every time. It's a give me. You know, our life's going to be made up for the decisions we make, good or bad. Our life's going to be made up for how we respond to God, whether we go where he says go, say what he says say, do what he says do. That's what we're doing. God's blessings always follows God's will. Always happens, always did, always will. It's going to be there. You know, so we don't need to back up, back out, back down. We just need to stand up and, and speak out for God. That's the most important thing. That's what we need to do. Listen, number two, got to look around, see what needs to be done in our lives, in the lives of others. We can look around. There's lost souls that need to be reached. Somebody lost is not just somebody out of church. It may be somebody in church, but somebody lost, that means they don't know they're going to go to heaven. We need to make sure. There's lost souls that need to be reached. We can reach them in 2015. You can reach. How many? Let me, let me show you something. How many people know a lost person? See around almost everybody, 100%. Guess what? I know some too. But the ones you know, I don't normally. And you have the responsibility to witness to them. I don't. Ron Dolores, they know people. They they come down that I don't know. And they're gonna get married here in April, right? You still gonna get married? Okay. I thought. Well, I better ask them first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They uh, in, in April here at our church. But listen. They know lost people I don't know. I know lost people they don't know. Those are my responsibility. Those are hers. How many people believe preachers ought to ought to tell? Be responsible to witness. Yeah. Deacons. How many people believe deacons? How many people believe Christians? Amen. We need to be a witness, and we can be a witness. And some having compassion, what? Some having compassion, what? Some having compassion, what? Making a difference. Making a difference. And that difference is in when you imply Jesus Christ in their life. That's what makes a difference in their life. When you get the word of God in, that's what makes a difference. I am telling you, I will never be the same because I attended Marilyn's dad's funeral. Just that one effect on my life. I did it out of respect for her, but to hear that man's life, that impressed me. It impressed me so much. It challenged me, encouraged me to do the same thing. Not the same thing he's done. I, you know, because I don't want to go to Antarctica or North Pole to preach or those other places. But, but I mean this. You know, to make a difference in somebody's life, to make a difference. Because when we make a difference in somebody's life, our life is worth something. Our life counts for something. It makes a difference. That's that's why we should do, and that's why God's called you to do what you do. Larry Wilson used to work in the in the political arena and, and and be a witness there. And and there's some laws that are still in effect that he. Uh, had instrument in writing or getting, at, getting them through the house of a state of Missouri so that we can live our lives differently. And I thank you, Larry, and I appreciate and those men and women that came before you and after you. But that's what makes a difference. Linda, thanks for standing with him because I know it's not easy being out there where everybody can see you. Ed and nose too. Uh, you know, when you live in a glass house, it makes it rough sometimes. Or they think you live in a glass house and you're just a regular person. But I appreciate you guys. Listen, that's making a difference. I want my life to count. You want your life to count? Amen. And some having compassion. See, we need to have compassion. We need to use compassion. Sometimes we need to scare, uh, you know, put the fear of God in people. But we need to do it with compassion, okay? You know, I here's how I used to do it. Turn or burn, sucker. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't say I was perfect, I, you know, but I wasn't afraid to tell them. You know, when I got saved, you, as I had to look at her, she's saying, oh, no. Here he's reverting back. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But that's, that makes a difference. But have compassion. Have love. Make a difference. You know, because then you can snatch them out of hellfire. it says, and get them out of there. There's nothing any better than pulling people out of hell as to thank for eternal life. And then watch them pull somebody else out of hell and them pull somebody else out of hell. Listen. There are lost souls to be saved. There's new Christians to be discipled, to be trained. They need to know. We've got some new folks who need to know. Uh, Evie and, and Larry. Larry is brand new. Evie's not as new as, as, as Larry, but Larry wants to learn. And there's 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 new people that need to be. And you know what? You know some people, too, that need to know it, need to learn, need to grow. Listen, there there are new ministries to be started. We need to uh, let's start some things, see what we're going to do. Uh, how about uh, maybe you got a burden for a shut-in? Do you ever think about starting a shut-in ministry? You know, one of the things, it comes to me, hey, I think this is what we ought to have. Great, you you be a part of it. If God's put it on your heart, be a part of it. God will supply your needs. God will uh, uh, train you. God will help you. Be a part of it. Get involved. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe that's a ministry that we, we, we don't have right now. I don't know what other ministries. Uh, Get involved with the Galilee Gems on the 29th. They're going to put them together. Put your DNA on On the John and Romans. We did uh, another 2,000-plus Thursday, so gave us 8,000-some. We've done over 560-some thousand, I believe, uh, John and Romans. Put our DNA, gets something that lasts eternity. It's the Word of God. It's going to last forever. gets to go out. You realize when we put those John and Romans together, Carrie, you don't know because you haven't seen it, but we call it bearing precious seed, and we get to put we get to put scriptures together. John and Romans scripture book was like we showing up there, yeah, like you got there, and and then we we do it in different languages. We just did Spanish, and we've done we've done Russian, we've done Haiti, we've done uh, a Filipino language, we've done uh, some different languages. I don't remember them all, uh, Bulgaria, the, all those kind of things. And we put it in a missionary's language and send them box them and send them to them free of charge. So that they can open it up and they can read it. Last statistic says one person will read, I mean, uh, seven people will read one, one uh, John and Romans booklet. Seven people will read a John and Romans booklet. I'm going to tell you, that, that, that excites me. And in their language, they're reading it for the first time. You know what that's doing, people? It's making a difference. It's making a difference. Let your difference. God made you different than me, and all God's people said. Yeah, you didn't hesitate on that one. And, and that's right. And I don't have to be you. Let your difference make a difference. That's what God uses you to make a difference. And there's new ministries that need to be started. There's new lost souls that need to be reached. There's new Christians that need to be trained or discipled. There's, or there's old habits that need to be broken. I got them. You got them. We all God's people got them. We got old habits that need to be broken, right? Hey, listen. There's some new words that need to be used. We need to change our adjectives around. We need to get those and change those around. New words need to need to change. We need to change. New worlds need to be conquered. You know, there's nothing wrong with the, the with the technology age. Anything wrong with it than there was with the Model A Ford if you misuse it. But if you use it correctly, you can reach people for Christ. You can you can encourage people. You can help people. You know, the computer age and the, and the smartphones and all those things, those things we can use. Listen, number three, we need to look within to see what God has put into our hearts. Find out what God's talking to you about. Oh, I got saved, and I'm just going to sit sour and soak. That's not what God wants. He wants us to do something for him. He wants you to have an opportunity to do something, uh, you know, for God. I thank God when I was sick, I was able, now i found out at least two people accepted the Lord. And I I, I remember being in the research hospital and so dizzy. I couldn't read the Bible, couldn't walk. I had to crawl on my hands and knees across the floor and get up in a chair next to John Wheeler, who I've been witnessing to for 15 years. And John Wheeler accepted Christ. Now, I'd like to stand here and tell you I'd do it again. Amen. I like standing here and tell you I'd do it again, but I, I I'd, I'd be glad to witness to him again. I just don't want to go through all that sickness and stuff again. You know that's not the fun part. But he accepted, the Lord. You want to know the rest of the story? Him, his three children, his wife, the, the three, uh, two, ch- uh, oldest daughter, and their related Sandra Niff. The oldest, that's Sherry Wheeler's husband, John. The oldest daughter, uh, Tilly had already been saved and baptized, and she wanted to get baptized in, in the cove down here, and I, I couldn't do it. She was waiting for me, and I didn't get strong enough that I could do that, felt it was good to do. But John and Sherry and Tilly and Hunter and, and who? Is, is it Molly? Do you remember? I don't sound right. Molly don't sound right. But anyway, they, uh, the twins, Hunter and the other little girls, twin, have— the youngest ones have accepted the Lord, and they all were baptized in their church up there in Kearney. Amen? You know, one making a difference. Yeah, go ahead, Peggy. That's uh, exciting, isn't it? Go, give God a hand. We, uh, not Rick. Give God a hand. It's exciting. Making a difference in people's lives. That matters. Listen, we got to look within. What do you dream about? What is it that excites you? What's your passion? What is it that says, man, this is what I want to be a part of. I want to be involved in making a difference. What do you dream about? What is it you dream? You know, before this was built and before they bought the bulldozer, I began walking this area back here. Remember, used to have a little driveway. Bill Roanoke, remember, used to have a little driveway and a little shed, and there, we always had water sitting right out over here, about thing because we think there's underground spring or something there, Bill. And but there was this, and I used to walk back through here, and I say, Lord. We can put this building here, and I think you want it. Lord, and and, I w- and here's what I want. And I had people talking to me, and 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 Don Finley said, build it for 400 hmm. Well, I know we can put 300 plus in here, but he said, build it for 400 God's going to bless. He called me over to his house, sit down, and told me that. And I walked and saw that. And so I said to the platform, you know this platform from piano to organ is wider than the old sanctuary used to be? Remember that, Sue? It's just, we just spread out, you know. And uh, and we made, we, we walked the, the, the choir off and made it bigger. I said, Donna, we want it big enough so you don't have to, when you slide down there, you ain't got to say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, you know. You got some room to walk, and you got, and we set it up, Richard and Cindy and, and Ed and I, and so we set it up so you guys got room in the chair. One day, you're going to have to say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. But, so you better get here early. <laughs> Sit on the ends. What do you dream about? God's not finished with Galmley Church. That's right. This church started. You look at some of them old pictures. Look at that that photo way out there from Marge Bennett about a uh, bill. And I was talking about it when they they didn't even have pews back when they first opened it up. Bill did. They, they had them metal chairs, them them kind that you you warmed up hurriedly, you know. Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of if you're smart you say, Hey, would you mind taking up the offering? Go ahead, stand up, take up the offering. Go ahead, stand up. Thank you. <laughs> the chair's already warm. <laughs> them them cold. In fact, way before that time, Sue remembers her grandma used to bring home the offering in a handkerchief and used to come over early and and soak up the stove. Some of you don't know what stoke up the stove is, but <laughs> Hey, get it fired up, get it heated up. Some of you know, we don't remember. Used to do that in the old building. Folks, what do you dream about? Those people back then had a dream. Maybe they didn't see this. I mean, technologies change and buildings change. But they had a dream that it would make a difference in somebody's life. And they bought an acre of land in 1901 and say it's going to be a church or a Christian school, and we're going to make a difference in somebody's life. And we want to make a difference from now on. Because they were so sure that the difference would last that they said if it doesn't say a church or a Christian school or some Christian organization, the land goes back to the original owners. That's how the original deed stated. And and since then, it's been changed. But since then, you look at what we have up on this property today. We got now from one acre to about 12 acres. And look at the building and the space we got. Why? To make a difference. Why do we got extra chairs to make a difference? Why do we do Mission Circle with the quilts and stuff to make a difference? Why do we do John and Romans to make a difference? Why do we have the choir singing specials to make a difference? Why do we have music people come in to make a difference? What are we doing? Or dreaming about? We're dreaming about making a difference in somebody's life. That's what it's about. That's what makes a difference too. To. what upsets you. How many people get upset? Does anything upset you? Oh, not just your kids or your spouse, uh, or your wife. I mean, what? See, what upsets you? We gotta look in. What upsets? What motivates me to do what I do? See, what upsets you? You know, uh, what is it? You have to determine that. What do you cry over? What breaks your heart? Is it people dying, going to hell? What do you cry over? Is it teenagers slipping off in eternity because nobody cares? Is it unpregnant or unwed teenagers that's getting pregnant? Are you? Does that upset you? Does that make you cry? Does it move you enough to want to get involved and help somebody that's involved and in has that mis- ministry going? Is it cancer? Does it move you to get involved in somebody that, that helps get that going? that's doing that what is it that upsets you what is it you dream about what is it that you cry about what is it that would you do if you knew you could not fail if you couldn't fail what would you do you ever think about that i have i serve a powerful almighty god and if he's in it you can't fail do you realize that if he's in it, we can't fail. It'll get done in his timing, in his way. The decisions we make affect our lives, good or bad, and it the responses to God. And they all affect our lives to this day or that day. Remember that? This day or that day? That day is the day we're in the casket. This day is the day we got to make a difference in people's lives. It makes a difference. Listen, what gifts and talents or abilities has God given you that you could that you can use for the Lord? What gifts, talents, abilities has God given you? What is it? We all don't have the same. You know, thank God I can't sing. In fact, I was able to use that not being able to sing for the first time. Lord bless me. Our daughter, we must have did it, I don't remember, but our daughter doesn't let her grandson sing at the table. And we were eating supper at the table, and uh, Zachary likes cooking. He made some noodles, and she made some sodium, low-sodium chicken noodle uh, soup things we had for supper. And I was humming a song or something, and it was Zachary? I think it was Zachary. Zachary said, Bah, we don't sing at the table. Mom doesn't like it. I said, Zachary. You and your mother and nanas and several others told me I can't sing, so what I'm doing is not singing. <laughs> you can't tell me that. He he says, give me five ball. <laughs> it's wonder his mom didn't get him. But I, his word. What gifts? What talents? What abilities do you have? What is it that you can use? Listen, number four, we need to look ahead to see the possibilities. Sure, we need to look back, and we need to look within, you know, and look around, but we need to look ahead. We need to look ahead, too. Listen, Philippians 3, 4, and, uh, 13, and 14, my favorite verses, probably. Brother and I count it not myself to have apprehended. I haven't arrived yet. I haven't achieved. I haven't made it. Paul says, and I can say the same thing. But there's one thing I do: forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things, you know. Maybe in my past, I was—you uh, were like me. Maybe you were—you told you're not going to mount anything. You don't count for anything. Maybe in the past, your your life was all messed up. Maybe in the past, somebody abused you. Maybe in the past, they told you you was useless and whatever. What? Forgetting those things which are behind. Hey, what Paul's saying is, I've decided I'm not going to let them hold me back. Maybe you failed at something that you thought you should have achieved. You know, the fact is we don't win. Somebody's always faster than us. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before. Said, I press towards the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Said, I go on and I strive to get that. That's what I'm after. That's where I'm going. Listen. We need to look ahead to see the possibilities. We need to be forgetting those things which would hinder us. What hinders us from doing what God wants us to do? What keeps us from accomplishing that? We need to forge, be forging ahead to those things that would thrill us. What thrills you? Riding a roller coaster ride? Maybe. What thrills you? And we need to be fighting to reach for those things God has for us. Some things we need to fight for. Oh, as James said, I contend for the faith. Some things we need to contend and stand up for and honest and truthful, and we need to fight for them. Listen, we must look up to God for his blessings. James 4.15, for that we ought to say that the Lord will, we shall live and do this or do that. You see, when we look up, we receive. You see it? I put it up there first for you to see it. You all see it? You catch it? You get it? the directions from the Lord, the strength from the Lord, the help from the Lord. I heard some preacher one time make this comment. I heard he made this comment. said, you don't call on God if you need help. You don't pray, God help me. Well, somewhere he didn't read the Psalms because it said, in time of troubles, I call on God. When I need help, I call on God. You know, we, hey, there needs to be help. I don't believe ever. Don't, don't hang on to everything the pastor says unless it comes out of this book, me or anybody else. It's got to be in here. This is what counts. Not what I feel, what I think. It's what God says that makes a difference. That's what makes a difference. You know, only how I treat you is going to make a difference for a while, maybe a few years, but that's it. But it's what I give you in the Word of God and what you take. What stopped Frank from drinking since 1972? The love of God. The compassion of God, the difference that God made. Listen, we can have a great year making a difference. You want a great year making a difference? You can make a difference. If you continue to do in 2015 what you did in 2014, you're going to get the same thing you always got. It's going to be the same way. Listen, we must look back to see where we've been. God's blessed us. We need to look back, but we don't need to back up, back out, and quit on God. We need to keep serving God. We must look around to see what needs to be done. We must look within to see what God has put into our hearts. And number four, we must look ahead to see the possibilities that God has for us. And number five, we must look up to God for blessings. We look everywhere else to solve our problems. And lastly, we look to God. We must look up to God. You want to make a difference in 2015? You can. And some having compassion made a difference. Let's stand. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the people that's given, for the people that serve, for the people here that's witnessing to you on a faithful basis. I thank you, Lord, for all these good people. But, Lord, there may be someone here that doesn't know you as their personal Savior. Or, Lord, maybe they've drifted away from you in that process. They've they've drifted away. at and- Uh, need to come back to you, whatever it is. Maybe there's someone here that needs to say, hey, I'm sorry, forgive me. Somebody here that needs to have compassion. Someone here that needs compassion. Whatever it is, Lord, we thank you for the blessings that you're going to give us in 2015. Lord, we thank you for the blessings you already gave us. We don't know. We're not even sure what it is yet. Lord, just like that $100 bill in that envelope open, somebody could have took it out. But you made sure we had it. Lord, $100 back then was like 400000 now. Lord, it was tough to make. But Lord, we thank you for it. But Lord, most of all, thank you that we can make a difference in someone's life. Let us not stop trying. Let us not stop using compassion and love. Let us not stop snatching people out of hell. In Jesus' name, amen. Whatever the Lord spoke to your heart about, won't you come pray about Hey, you still pray for a revival, but pray for making a difference in 2015. <coughs> <coughs> Maybe you wanna come and pray for that one person you wanna to witness to. You don't know him by name, you don't even have a face. You just know there's one that God wants you to talk to. Maybe you want to come. (coughs) Excuse me. Maybe you want to come. Say, Lord, give me that opportunity. Today's not over yet, Lord. Give me that opportunity to be a witness for you.